Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, August 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. It's not just TikTok anymore. The Trump administration wants to go after other Chinese tech groups, too. Plus, we'll hear from economist Bill Spriggs about how the pandemic has changed the U.S. labor market. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Now, we don't know what form it'll take, but the Trump administration is threatening to take action against Chinese software companies it considers a security risk. That's what U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo told Fox News on Sunday. These Chinese software companies doing business in the United States, whether it's TikTok or WeChat, uh, there are countless more, are feeding data directly to the Chinese Communist Party, their national security apparatus. ByteDance, which owns TikTok, has denied these types of allegations in the past. Mr. Pompeo didn't offer much detail, but said President Trump would take action in the coming days. I'm joined by the FT's Washington correspondent, Amy Williams, and our technology correspondent, Hannah Murphy, who's in San Francisco, to talk about the Trump administration's approach to Chinese technology companies. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Amy, how long has this tension between the U.S. and Chinese tech companies start? The U.S. administration has for quite some time been concerned that Chinese-owned apps are a national security risk. So they think that uh, the data of American citizens is being sent back to the Chinese government, essentially. TikTok has been a focus uh, over the last few weeks, but more broadly, they've been worried about WeChat as well, which trade advisor Peter Navarro has mentioned recently. CFIUS is the Committee on Foreign Investment in the US, and they look at mergers and acquisitions and make sure that they are obeying national security laws in America. So going back to TikTok, CFIUS is already looking at the acquisition of Musical.ly by TikTok's parent company, ByteDance. Musical.ly is considered to be the precursor to TikTok. So effectively, CFIUS is looking at TikTok's ownership by a Chinese company and trying to work out whether this is acceptable to them. If it's not, they can make a recommendation to President Trump that he does not allow this deal to go ahead, and that could cause a lot of problems for TikTok and for ByteDance. Right, and because ByteDance bought Musical.ly, a U.S. company, and merged it into TikTok, if CFIUS says this violates national security laws, it could create issues for TikTok operating in the U.S., Now, this whole tension between the Trump administration, China, and Chinese tech companies has really come to a head in the past few weeks. And last week, we found out that Microsoft was trying to make a run at acquiring TikTok's U.S. business from ByteDance. Hannah, where do things stand right now, and how do Mr. Pompeo's comments change things, if at all? So it emerged last week, as you say, that Microsoft was seriously looking at buying up TikTok's US operations. That deal was believed to be pretty far along on Friday. And then on Friday night, Trump came out and said he was sort of sure about banning TikTok and that any deal, including a Microsoft deal, was not right. And he said, we're not an M&A country. As we understand, there is still a deal on the table that's been put forward to the White House. And it's just a case of whether the White House does opt for the ban or for to allow this acquisition to go ahead. So, so far on Sunday, quite a few Republican senators have come out 
in favor of an acquisition rather than a ban. Others have said, you know, if this does take place, we need reassurance that there is no way that US citizen data can be touched by the Chinese Communist Party in any way. And we'll need sort of extra assurances on that. Amy, what are the broader ramifications of this widespread attitude by the Trump administration toward Chinese tech companies? Well, I think the simple answer is that it will make it very difficult for Chinese companies to buy up U.S. technology companies. And it will make it very difficult for Chinese companies to sell their wares to the U.S. consumer because it's essentially being signaled here that ByteDance as a Chinese company is not an acceptable owner for a U.S. social media app. The U.S. government has all sorts of ways in which it's making life difficult for ByteDance, and that might ultimately lead to ByteDance effectively being forced to sell TikTok to Microsoft. We don't know yet the financial terms of that deal. It might well be very lucrative for ByteDance. The bottom line is that they have faced a lot of political difficulty here in the U.S., and they will have concluded that it is just too difficult for them to be operating TikTok. The coronavirus pandemic has affected countries around the globe, as have the resulting economic shocks. But governments have responded to job losses in very different ways. The U.S. initially boosted unemployment benefits, for instance, while Germany paid companies directly so workers wouldn't become unemployed in the first place. The varying approaches have opened a conversation about what relationship employers should have with their employees and what labor looks like moving forward, especially now in the U.S., where those safety net payments have expired and lawmakers struggle to agree on what fiscal stimulus will come next. In the most recent episode of another FT podcast, The Rockman Review, our global business columnist, Rana Faruhar, spoke about this new look at labor with Bill Spriggs, Mr. Spriggs is the professor of economics at Howard, a historically black university in Washington, D.C. He's also chief economist at the AFL-CIO, the largest federation of labor unions in the United States. Why are labor relations in the U.S., why is it so much more contentious than other places? Well, some of it is corporate structure, and that influences corporate culture. For the longest in Germany, the corporate boards had to include labor members, and therefore it changes the dialogue within the corporate meeting because mm. the interest of workers on the board has to do with, we want to keep the factory here, and we want jobs in the long run. Therefore, we want money to go into productive activities because that's how we workers make our money versus in the U.S., where you have financial interest sitting at the table, and the way I make money is my stock price goes up, which has nothing to do with capital investment. Marginally, it does, but only marginally. And the capital investment, if we do make it, can be anywhere. So let me ask you, you've mentioned a couple of things, shareholder versus stakeholder. I mean, are we now at a tipping point with that conversation? Do you think that we are actually going to move to being a stakeholder economy? And if so, what would that look like? I would hope we would. I believe coming out of this, the European model, the rest of the world model of retaining the workers is giving them 
an advantage in fighting the virus and because they're not going to go through the labor of frictions of trying to reassemble their workforces, give them a head start. Mm. And in the period of the Great Recession, we way overcorrected in our auto sector, and then it quickly rebounded and righted itself, and we looked like we were the most dynamic thing ever. And a lot of people thought, maybe the Americans got it right, throw everybody out of work, and then let the companies gather enough cash and then quickly bring people back. But this time, there are so many complications that I don't think we make it back in the same way. Let me ask you about yet another complication in this pandemic, which is that um, the nature of the crisis is, of course, shifting us very quickly from a world of tangibles to intangibles, uh, software, all things virtual, all things digital. Now, some of the automation that we're seeing, I know, is, is good for workers in terms of safety, but I'm worried personally that we're going to see companies using this opportunity to do a lot of tech displacement, basically, of labor. Are you worried about that, too? No, because honestly, I haven't seen that. I mean, what I have seen is tech displacement of other ways of doing business. So our reliance on Amazon and online shopping have gone up. So those people doing logistics, but I don't see things actually automated. And when we look at the data, business investment is at almost zero. The data part that I fear is that the Amazons of the world, because they control so much data, mm. that was always important. But now this is preeminent and important because it is the only way to reach your customers. What I fear is we've allowed this scarring to take place that will make it impossible for retail sales to bounce back because the competitors for Amazon simply do not have that intangible, that huge database. And I don't see how they overcome that gap. This was just a clip from The Rockman Review. Hear the rest of it and other great episodes wherever you get your podcasts, including ft.com slash podcasts. We have a link to the episode in our show notes. And you can read more on all of the rest of these stories at ft.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... 
Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.